Well, welcome back, everybody, to the BricksCast. This is episode number eight. Uh, I'm joined, of course, with my co-host, David. How you doing, man? Hello, hello. I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, we, we have a great list of topics to talk about today. We're going to talk about some uh, LEGO news as well as LEGO conventions because we got the U.S. convention season season upon us, which I know I'm excited about, and I think David is too. So, you know, I, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Our first topic, David, if you want to talk about um, some reviews you did this week. Yeah, so the last, like, week-ish, week and a half, uh, I've been doing a lot of reviews after I finished up week six of GNSs, week seven? I think it's week six. Uh, I'm losing track, even though it hasn't been that many. <laughs> Anyhow, um, uh, so yeah, there was a lot of sets that just kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even expect them, uh, like earlier this month, beginning of May, right, right after May the 4th, I got like a bunch of emails, like we're sending you all these sets. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I mean, I won't say no. I mean, I'm very gracious. Lego, that right? Lego, yes. I, I'm very gracious and thankful that Lego sends so many sets over. Uh, but it is, it can be very overwhelming and, and actually stress inducing because you have these embargoes. Embargoes are just times where you have to get the review out or you don't have to, but most people try to get the review out by the embargo date. Um, and so all of these dates were like literally one after the other. I think it like first up was like the Harry Potter sets. And I actually ended up missing that because it was six sets and I had to build all those. In fact, my girlfriend actually helped me build them. Uh, so we were building those together and then I had the bat cave, the Disney villain set, the Pac-Man machine, uh, on top of all those Harry Potter sets. And then they also sent me, God, dude, those freaking DC Marvel action figures that are built out of bricks. I mean, they used to be like constructed contraction figures, like Lego did, you know, the Lego Star Wars oh, like the, uh, figures. The Venom and Iron Man? We got a couple yeah, last years. It, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. They did a, um, a Captain America bat, bat, uh, Batman, um, and, uh, Wolverine were the three that they sent over. And I'm probably end up just going to review them on Instagram or maybe make a YouTube shorts video. They're definitely, in my opinion, are not worthy of like an entire review video about them. I would agree. Man, I forgot. How, I forgot how bad they are. I'm sorry, Lego, but like, I don't know why you keep trying at action figures. It just doesn't work. In my opinion, I I'd rather take the mechs with that come with a minifigure. I take the mechs all day over, over these things. Like they, that'll just, just, they're creepy to me. So what I'm hearing, David, is that you are excited for star Wars mechs. No, 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 I'm not, Aaron. Wow. That's uh, honestly I, a shocker. I, 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 Really? No, I'm yeah. not. I, th I, think it, I think it works for Marvel and DC. Like the I don't think it does. I, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just because like, I'm so passionate about Le Lego Star Wars that seeing something like mechs come into the theme is just like, no, thank you. You're um, telling me that the Darth Vader mech doesn't make sense to a Star Wars fan? Come on. Don't you remember when Darth Vader used his mech all those times in the, <laughs> in the material? Bro, it was in the Force Unleashed. Don't yeah, you exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Anyways, sorry, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, just some highlights. I, I don't want to quickly, I just want to quickly kind of just talk about some of the other sets. So, um, I, I have reviewed the Bat Cave. I think it'll, the review will come out June 1st. So, I think this podcast will be coming out. Oh, you out mean the, the Black Border Lego set? Dude, okay. I like that set a lot. Oh, of course actually. you do. Like, I do. I and I, I think, I think it, it, it displays well. And it's a, it, 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 okay. Aaron, and I said this in my review. 
the best comparison to the Batcave is actually the new Indiana Jones. Indiana, oh, excuse me, Indiana don't, Jones diorama set. That's how good it is. Don't you dare! Don't you dare desecrate the Indiana Jones diorama set, comparing it to the black box. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I can understand display value and play value are two different things, right? And I understand that. But it has both. It has no, both, though. No. Because this there's, is too far. There's seven. There's seven functions in the set. On top of the fact of being minifigure scale, like, seven functions. Seven working functions, and then on top of that, you know, it opens up, and that itself is, I guess, an eighth function. Uh, and when you close it up, it's a nice display model. And I, I'm sorry, are you calling this a playset? It is a when you open no, it up, it's like David. A, yes, you cannot. Dude, I'm getting. I, I get a Batmobile. I get the full you on Batcave with the in, armory. In all like sense of the word, call this a playset. I'm sorry, what? That is just an egregious. It, I mean, when, first of all, it, the okay. It, it becomes a playset when you open it. It's not a playset when it's closed. It's a display. It's never set. a playset. That's what I think is so cool about it. It's a it's a black parts pack that no one wants. Like. They could have just made a really sick $400 Batcave instead of filling the box with one by 2s in black. Like, it doesn't make any sense why they... Well, I mean, okay, it does make sense. It's Lego. Current Lego. But, like... I, it, well, I, first off, Aaron, Aaron, there's more dark gray than there is black in the set. Like, it's majority dark gray. Which you can't complain about being a Lego Star Wars fan because, like, half the sets we build are dark gray. I mean, I, I still... I don't think it's good to have that as a... As a whatever. Like, the color... The black is the more noticeable thing because it's it's you know a black book you close, which is just preposterous. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've seen like nothing positive about this. In addition to the fact that Lego is releasing the Batmobile as its own standalone set, which I will be picking up because I'm a huge Batman fan, and I think that Batmobile is pretty good for the source material, and that kind of defeats any purpose for any to buy anybody to buy the four hundred dollar box. I I just don't see the. I, I think that this is the next Wakanda bust. But no, definitely not. Um, uh, the way I okay, first off, just a little background. I started my YouTube channel because of Forest Fire 101 and his stop motion animations, specifically the Lego Batman ones. And so the Bat Cave, speci specifically a Lego Bat Cave, just brings back heavy nostalgia for me. So I am heavily attached to that. Uh, given I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Forrest and his animations and that and that Batcave. And so when I was building this set, I, I was just thinking, I was just playing out those those great animations in my head. They're iconic. They have literally tens of millions of views on YouTube and they live on today. People still love Forrest. He's a great friend of mine. Um, and so, you know, that's what I'm really attached to about this set is it, it feels like so, 2008 again. I think that, I mean, I, I'd also like to just say that uh, 07 Batman one as it's called is the most nostalgic theme for me as well I, I remember getting those sets as a kid they all got destroyed unfortunately but yeah no that the entire theme and force fire 101's videos are just like absolutely ingrained in my head I love the entirety of Batman one try to get all the sets right now too so but, when you say Batman one you're talking about like the Batman 2006 sets and like yeah those are called Batman one yeah those are called Batman one so Batman gotcha. two is the stuff that came out in like 2012 you know uh like yeah. the really the, the really box. comic book yeah, they're really the comic book box, stuff. Yeah. But in any case, um, and, you know, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way because I don't want to, like, you know, question your nostalgia and your, you, the way you have your memories. But I think that it's not really fair or correct to compare this $400 monstrosity to what is undeniably a perfect set in that Batcave from 2007. 
the uh, $100 Batcave, Mr. Freeze and Penguin and Break-In Invasion. Like, I'm I, just, so, I, I so, don't... Go ahead, yeah. I was just going to say that yeah. that set is great, and I love that. And I, I remember uh, Brendan Jedi Bob, a friend of ours, uh, he got that set, I think, at Brick Fair last year, or like two years the ago. The jealousy for me like, was unbelievable. I think he built it at Brick Fair, too, actually. He did, I remember, he did. I remember seeing like a brand new version of that, and I was like, wow, that is that is heavy nostalgic. So, I mean, if you want to really relive the Forest Horror 101 nostalgia, you got to get that set. But that's like a five, six hundred, seven hundred dollar new inbox yield. So it's cheaper to get the new one. Um, in that regard. And, and the other, the, the original one, I, I guess in that fair nostalgic wise is better, but this is, you're getting so much more out of this, obviously more bricks, new minifigures, great build, you know, it's sturdy. I think that, it, it's, it's a very well-built design, I must say, and nothing falls apart on it. And this might be the rose tinted goggles. So take it with a grain of salt, but I would rather buy the Batcave from 2007 than buy this $4 one. If I had $4 to drop on a Lego set, because it's just not, like I, as a, I don't know, maybe as a, a hardcore Batman. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge Tim Burton. Like I, I, I seen Batman '89, uh, or I guess just Batman. I think it was called. Um, and I actually, I thought it was good. Um, I actually Is this from Batman seen, Forever, right? The, the, I thought it was Batman Returns, 1992 Batman. What's the villain? It was a it, 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 it but the Penguin. Oh yeah, that's that that's Batman Returns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So and, and but I. I even though it's based on that movie, like, you know, Batcave is still very much the Batcave, no matter what, uh, you know, whether you watch an animated series, the Nolan, you know, Tim Burton, you know, whatever version of Batman you're watching, uh, even the newest, um, you know, the uh, Ben Affleck Batman, uh, you know, they all have their own Batcaves and they're relatively the kind of same. There's a big, t- uh, you know, big computer you mean Robert area. Pattinson they have. Yeah. Oh, I actually haven't even seen the Robert Pattinson. Batman you haven't? Yet. Oh, my God. That's I, genuinely I haven't watched movie. it yet. It's um, so good. Yeah. I watched it on a I, Southwest I flight. A, it's awesome. It came around, it, it got released in theaters like March of last year. And like, I was just un- overwhelmed so much with moving. And like, I just had gotten a puppy and like, think my life was kind of just going in a new direction with everything prior. And so, yeah, anyhow, I didn't have time to watch the film. Okay. All right. So I don't want to talk too much about the Batcave, but. The point here, Aaron, is I think it's a much better set than than a lot of people are saying. I, I understand why some people don't like it. It is maybe not to someone's taste, but me personally, I like it. I, I think it has value, and I think it's a billion times better than the Hulkbuster and Black Panther bust that we got last okay, year. Okay, so I, I will, I'll wrap up my opinion segment here of it is undeniably of the stupid $400 sets we've gotten from LEGO, probably the best one. The figures also are very good, and I will, I'm not even going to like that, that they are just good figures. And if I don't get this set for a good price, I'll just probably get the figures off of Bricklink. And I think that I would really be way more okay with this set if it didn't have the ridiculous shadow box thing. Like, that that's the whole frustration I have with it. I don't have an issue with the source material. The interior build looks cool enough. I just don't like the whole box thing. That's just me personally. I, okay, so Aaron is coming to my house and... Honestly, two months, man, you'll be here. Um, oh, wow, that's ridiculous. So very, yeah. very, very soon. And so obviously I'll have the set. And so I will show it to you and I will give you a Solid Brick Studios presentation and mm. see what you think in person and let you play I around with it. I got one of those and, of a Galador and set. I, and we'll come back. We'll come back onto the podcast. And I want your genuine thoughts then once you've, once you've physically handled it and, and you've played around with it. And then you can, you can you know, judge it all you want. And that's fine. And I, I'm open. I'm more open to enjoying this set than I am to enjoying the Hulkbuster 
or the Wakanda bust. Uh, I think that those two yeah. are definitely just like objectively horrible sets. But I think that this is definitely it could have been worse. I just don't like the excessive shadow box thing personally. Yeah. But yeah, like, like that, uh, well, that's all we'll talk about for it now. I'll, get, I'll come back in a yeah. couple months with my actual opinion when I get it. Hold it. Sounds good. So the other set that just came out uh, today, this morning, actually, uh, that I reviewed was the Pac-Man machine. Um, and originally, uh, I was very curious about what a Pac-Man Lego machine would be. And uh, surprisingly, it's a solid set. It's a little on the pricier side at 270 That does match up with the NES set. And I think the question mark... Excuse me. The question mark Super Mario Brick is also two seventy, and I think the Mighty Bowser's also two seventy. Like it was just hitting this two seventy price point on all the like video game based stuff. I think that the two seventy um, is the new two two hundred maybe or no the new two. two I don't know two fifty. I don't know. Um, they didn't really do two fifty before. It's, so it yep, seems, anyways, given that it's Pac Man, it's a super. Uh, who doesn't know what Pac Man is? So right. super recognizable, super iconic. I played the game growing up too. I even played it in like an arcade too as well. Uh, obviously, if you're you know in your thirties, forties, you you went to the classic good old days of arcades, uh, then this will be even more heavy nostalgia for you. Uh, but I was I was shocked. It's a solid build. There's a lot of Easter eggs throughout it, uh, and it actually functions when you turn a crankshaft. The actual Pac-Man and Ghost move around on a chain system like you had to use a new chain piece which honestly Aaron like I'm so glad this Pac-Man set exists now because that chain piece is going to be amazing for my droid factory on Geonosis it, it is literally going to help so much so can you actually so, play the game yeah well so you know, you're spinning the crank and you see what looks to be like a real game, but it doesn't okay. change at all. It's it's in a, you know, it's in a loop basically, right? So okay. it doesn't, yeah. you can't like flip a switch for it to change to something else, unfortunately. But realistically, there is, maybe there is a very complex way of doing it, but the set would have to be much larger and maybe not as... Um, yeah, and, and honestly, like I, feel kinda, like, I, yeah, I feel kind of... Yeah, I feel kind of stupid asking, that, but yeah... Oh. No, because I, I don't think oh that's really God. possible. That wouldn't be possible to build at all for that scale. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I was just going to say that LEGO did a very good job at making sure that the set will run and run and run. They even said in the instruction book that they plugged it into a robotic system to make sure it could do it thousands of times before it just dies from, you know, moving so much. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's well tested. You know, LEGO does have standards for that. But uh, I thought it was a good set. Uh, I think if you're into it, you know, it's Pac-Man, so it's going to be worth something in the long term as well. And I see, I see a lot of people buy those like miniature arcade things that you can get off like Amazon. They're like two, three hundred dollars, and this is around the same price. Obviously, you can't play like the real Pac-Man game, but you know, it, 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 it it's Lego, and so that has its value. And then it's Pac-Man, and that has its value. So I don't know. It, right. It's a solid set. If you're into it, I think you're going to like it, and that's that's the bottom line. I I don't have any glaring issues. Are the blue tiles? Are those prints like with the black on them? Yeah, they're they're printed. I actually had a. Um, you should go check out my review because uh, I had a really weird uh, printing mistake. Like, it like it printed on the tile, but like, I don't know. It's I don't know what happened. Like, not all the ink was on the pad or something, so it looks really strange. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that collect misprinted Lego pieces. So this is probably something worth a lot. But I'm gonna keep that one for myself. Right. Yeah, I, I think that it looks good. I like the shaping of the general machine. I like the uh, the fact that the the two angles meet each other. So like from the uh, the top down and then from the bottom up where they like they meet. I like the way they did that. 
it really does look like a, a tabletop uh, game. I, th- I mean, I think that this, you know, it has its audience. It's way, it's fair, fairly priced, I guess, for modern Lego standards. And looks cool. So, yeah, yeah. No, nothing, no problems with this set, in my opinion. Yeah, and then, um, I, I, like I said earlier, I built all six of the new Harry Potter sets that are coming out, I think, on June 1st as well. A lot, All these sets, I think, are either like June 1st to like June 5th. It's like a week of Lego releases, basically. I think the Batcave, I'm looking at it right now, Batcave oddly gets released June 5th, uh, and then publicly June 8th. I don't know, Lego's weird with their timing. but um, Right. Yeah, so the Harry Potter sets are good. I actually like the, the creepy Dobby. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's so creepy. I actually think he looks kind of cool. He, he's much better than those construction DC Marvel figures by a long shot. Um, but the standout Harry Potter is just oh, weird. That color in anything except for figures is just always going to be weird to me. The the flesh color, is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it looks fine, but yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, I, I have idea. I actually have been buying up a lot of like flesh tone Lego pieces because... I envision using it for a beach. Like, I think it would be a good, like, beach sand color to mix in with tan and maybe I mean, nougat. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I It's just an idea. Uh, but I, I really want to use that that color, the flesh tone color. I think it's called light nougat on Bricklink. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I, I like that. Uh, but the standout set for me... It's the first time, I think it's the first time that we finally have gotten uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 sets. And a lot of people thought Lego was avoiding it because they didn't want to make sets based on such a dark movie. But they finally did. And it's the final battle with like Harry versus Darth, uh, or Darth Vader. Darth Uh, Voldemort, let's go. Yeah, 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 Darth Voldemort. Um, I'm also thinking of like a robot chicken scene. If you know what I'm, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Anyhow. Um, Harry Potter versus Lord Voldemort. Oh my God! Harry Potter versus Lord Voldemort. Anywho, uh, the set is great. That is my favorite out of the bunch. You can like crumble the tower around it, and like comes with great minifigures. And I really like. There's this new wand piece that has a stud on the end of the wand, and I just see that being so useful for mocks like Lee. Uh, he was working on a Bad Batch shuttle, and like I could see how you could use this piece to get like. Like you need something to fit between two like tiles. This is like the perfect piece to like get that to work. Like it, it's a very right. useful piece that's going to be probably under a lot of mock builders radars. Uh, but once they start realizing the potential, it's going to be super useful. But regardless that, that Harry Potter sets my favorite, honestly, all the sets were good. Uh, my girlfriend Darby thought all of them were great as well. I think she really liked the, um, the bro- what, what, what are the two brothers, the twins called? I forget the names. The Weasley's Wizard Wheezies, the, uh, George yes, and Fred. George and Fred. Um, they're, they're fun little candy shop or wizard shop. Um, that, that I think was one of her favorites. But yeah, the That's, Harry Potter sets are good. Um, go I'm ahead, excited Aaron. for them. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I'd say uh, besides Star Wars, it's probably my second, probably, yeah, it's the second favorite franchise out of all of them. I really love Harry Potter, and I, I was collecting all the sets, the newer sets to begin with, but, like, towards 2021, it just got kind of, like, there was, I didn't have space for them anymore, so I kind of just fell off, but, you know, I, I, I might pick these up again if I get a chance to. I really like the look yeah. of the final battle. I think Sand Green Voldemort is awesome, as well as Printed Arms and Bellatrix. That also looks really good. So, yeah, these sets look great. Figures are great. Um, I, if only we got some quality LEGO Star Wars figures with dual-molded dual arms. I expect nothing. But, yeah, I'm happy for... Uh, Harry Potter. That sounded yeah, really condescending. Then, I expect nothing no, no, from no, Star Wars no. right now, but yes, it's. <laughs> 
Oh. Um, and then the last last set was the Disney Icons Villains, which I actually thought was a good set. Uh, it was my girlfriend's favorite Lego set that she's ever built. She I, she actually built a good portion of it, and she absolutely loved it. She's built a lot of Lego sets over the last like uh, couple months, and so she she said it was an awesome set and i actually was playing around with it i'm like yeah if you grew up with the vhs disney films you're gonna love this if you didn't you're you know younger than than the vh or yeah wait you're older than the vhs era right no that doesn't no make you're sense. younger you'd say you're, if you're older yeah. that means you're a boomer not a boomer but there. yeah <laughs> uh, uh an older millennial um Older millennials will know what VHSs are, and then obviously boomers will. You'll know never what it believe is. what I got called the other day it, by some of my friends. If you're from friends. Gen Z, likely you probably don't know what a VHS no, so is. Or a quick little, like ex extremely quick tangent here. I got called a boomer by some of my friends the other day because all I do is like talk about how great old Lego Star Wars was, and that made me feel very old. And I I, I didn't like that because I call you a boomer sometimes because you do say stuff that's quite old. And oh, you know I don't know. Thanks. I, I see how it feels now. So yeah. Uh, sorry about that. But yeah, that's end of that tangent. Yeah, that that set looks nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's it for the reviews that I've been working on. Uh, I think next uh, Lego revealed some new Marvel and DC sets. Specifically, <laughs> what I want to like hone in on is the the uh, Spider Man No Way Home. I think uh, set. Yes, No Way Home. It is the Statue of Liberty head that has all three Spider Men in it. A very cool set, in my opinion. But honestly, Marvel is kind of I think Marvel as a whole is just kind of in a bad place for me right now. So I'm not too excited. I, I like No Way Home. So I probably will pick this bad boy up on, a, I don't know, clearance or something like that. Looks cool. The figures look nice. The other Marvel set release revealed... Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what Lego's doing in, in their, I guess, Marvel department right now. Because it's just not working, in my opinion. They... The amount of, like like sets they release that are hits comparatively to the sets they release that are not hits is like staggering and yeah this this uh end game battle set is just definitely unneeded at a minimum because i feel like we just got another end game set end game battle set actually where we had like the compound from 2021 and i think that it actually uses a lot of the same figures and it's cool to see wanda have a skirt piece but everything else being a reused figure except for valkyrie i think is just like lazy and the fact that it's a hundred dollars set is kind of ridiculous yeah uh I, for me the 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 spider-man it's called the final battle that's the statue of liberty headset first off the head the statue of liberty head is made out of medium nougat which i so happen to be using for my geonosis mock and there is so many new pieces in medium nougat and that's great this gets released on august 1st and so i am crossing my fingers that somehow i can utilize these pieces but august 1st is also the same week that brick fair is happening so i don't know if i'll get a chance to utilize these new pieces uh that are in the in medium nougat for the first time so that's unfortunate. You know what's funny is I think this what? Statue of Liberty head is like almost the exact same design as the Lego Movie Two, like a, what was it, Apocalypseburg? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Apocalypseburg. Really cool set. I think yeah, it, I think it's the same design, or, it, it could or at be. least very similar. It's the exact same scale, from what I can tell. I mean, I I, I hate to burst your bubble here, but uh, it's the same source material, so there's a good <laughs> chance they would look similar. <laughs> 
there is a good chance. I and I'm looking at the, the the craziest thing is the minifigure selection. Like you're getting all the main characters basically of the movie in one set, which is just that's so definitely really a nice. That, that's nice. That, yeah. And 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 it, for it a hundred and ten dollar set, like that is. I mean, what is it? Nine, nine or ten minifigures? I think it's ten, nine, nine. I still think the yeah, price the... could have been better uh, in the end, but uh, I don't know. It's good for I, what I, it is. Getting um, Tobey Maguire's original Spider-Man suit is, and then we also have Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man outfit. Like those, those two figures, the Tobey yeah. and Andrew Spider outfits from the different eras of Spider-Man movies, like. That is that is good. That is very good. I mean, you know how expensive the only other the only other Andrew Garfield Spider-Man suit we got was the Comic Con figure, I think. So this is definitely a nice addition. And that figure goes for thousands of dollars. I mean, yeah, it's a Comic Con figure. It's just the. Also, there is a new. um, Okay, this little minor tangent here, but like, there's a brand new translucent, like clear piece that they're utilizing to hold up some figures. And where was this for Mandalore, man? I could have used this for my Mandalorian Super Commandos. It's like the perfect piece to get figures to float off. Um, obviously, you can still use it, you know, for the newer Mandalorian sets. But this is a great new piece, and it'll be so good for mock building. I will absolutely be using it day one. It's always cool to get new pieces. I think that's the, that's definitely the most exciting part about new Lego sets. It's just getting new parts. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it looks fine. That looks fine. That set looks fine. This is just such a banger set. Oh my god, this is gonna be sold out for months, Aaron. Really, you think so? Yeah. The more I look at it, the more I realize that this is going to be so sought after. I don't know because I think Legos fixed most of their supply chain issues. I don't. I I think the demand is gonna be that great. We'll 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 see. Nine hundred pieces, hundred ten bucks, nine minifigures, a lot of which are brand new for this set. I think almost all of them are brand new for this set. I think that it will definitely be a very well liked set because it has everything. You know, they're trying to buy this set, buy that set stuff, which is definitely nice of Lego to do. For that price, I really really hope they do that anyways. But yeah, it looks nice. Uh, I'll I'll pick this one up probably on a defective product on discount. I don't know. I've come to a better term of buying Lego sets and how I'm like, don't, I don't view it as like a necessity, but more so like what makes me really happy to buy, which I think is a really great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, that makes, that makes sense. And but, then um, the yeah. other sets oh, oh. that got revealed, the other set that got revealed, I'm sorry, is a sock women's soccer field set. Oh, yeah. And that's right. I'm just going to go ahead and, and start this off with. Uh, anyone who hates this set for the reason of it being women's soccer players and not men's soccer players, I mean, just please stop watching the video now. No I, desire or ability to appeal. <laughs> I what, didn't even notice ahead. that. I didn't even notice yeah. it was women. It, it's sad that, that people did. I mean, I, I the, the comment section on the Instagram uh, post of it from, I think, Promo Bricks was just an absolute cesspool. Uh, I, I don't understand why the Lego community is full of these absolute I mean, morons. I'm sorry. That's what they are. It's just frustrating as, as all heck, but I think that the set leaves a lot to be desired. I think that it would have been awesome, personally, to see, uh, if you remember back in 2016, the German soccer team won the World Cup, and then LEGO made a CMF series for them uh, mm-hmm. in 2016. And that, I think, would have been a really great way to do this, is have, like, a women's soccer CMF series instead, which I really think would have been 
way better because it would have been a way better way to just get these figures out there. And I think that this is definitely, I don't know, I feel like Lego had to know this was going to be undesirable. So basically, it's half of a soccer field and then like a stand and stuff. And it comes with, I think, four four uh, prominent female uh, soccer players like Megan Rapinoe. And I'm, I'm, the other names are in my mind right now. But it, it, so I, I really... I, you gotta go ahead. I have an I was just going to say, I have an idea. Since it's only half a soccer field, it's maybe possible for... I actually think it's likely that LEGO will release another soccer or football. It's football everywhere else in the world except for the U.S. Um, I think they'll likely release another football set um, just with male characters. And so that way you can have both and combine it to make a full field. That Doesn't that make sense? That would be a LEGO thing to do. I really don't see why they wouldn't release them at the same time. Uh, also, the fact that it's $100 still is a tough pill to swallow, in my opinion. And I think that they could have done this way better and avoided a lot of the um, unnecessary discourse from all these insecure people who, you know, for some reason hate female soccer players existing in a capacity besides, you know, their games. I don't know. I think that criticism of the set from a perspective of it being a bad set is valid and understandable. But I think that criticism of the set because it's women soccer players, which is the majority of the criticism I've encountered, unfortunately, is just unreasonable and stupid. And I, I, it's not a good set. Like, you can't deny that it's, it's, it's just not a good set. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm excited for the figures. I'm not excited for the build at all. And I think that this probably will be the next Black Panther bus set because it's just not... I, I don't see the play value even because you can't play a game on half a soccer field because the ball is just going to roll off every time. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see where Lego thought this was a great idea for a hundred dollars, nonetheless. I don't know. Is it I, ba- is it bad? Is it bad that I like the set because it has a little TV camera off to the side? I think that's kind of. I mean, cool. it's a cool thing to have, and if you like that, there's a 2002 poly bag from the World Cup sets that came out back then. It's like a Coca Cola poly bag where it's just the film camera, so you can get exactly what you want, David. But. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the figures. I think that they look great for their their uh, real life counterparts, and I wish it was a, at least a full squad. I don't know. I feel like there's so much more they could have done with this set to make it way better. Like they could have removed the fans and the fan section, and then given us also like all players of a soccer team, or at least more than just you know four named and then two unnamed ones. I don't see why that's like. Like, you know, the, when we got the DFB team, which is the one for 2016, we got the whole team and the coach. I, I like, I, I, I'm just failing to see why Lego shortchanges the set and then charges like $100 for it, is, is what I'm thinking. I don't know if you have an opinion on this. I'm obviously very opinionated on it, but yeah, that's all I, I really know. have to say about I, it. I don't really know much about soccer, football, so I don't know. I'm not, it's a set that doesn't really target me at all. So, yeah. Right. No, no opinion. It's you know, if you're into soccer, football, you know, and this this appeals to you, then maybe it's a good. I don't know, Aaron. You know more about it than I do. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Is that the crossover between fans that are gonna like this and I like the thing is, if it was a full field and a full team, maybe I could see this appealing to just like men's soccer fans as well. If they if they care enough to you know discuss what type of soccer they prefer, but I just don't see how. It, like it's incomplete. That's the thing, right? It's an incomplete set. That's the that's mm-hmm. the the message I'm trying to get out here. It, it it just doesn't feel ready. And if they do that, what you said, half the field is men, half the field is women. I think in the end that'd be cool. 
But then I just be kind of like, why didn't they just make it a two hundred dollar set, include you know five men, five women soccer players, and just leave it there, and then avoid all this ridiculous, uh, uh stupid outrage at Lego being woke or whatever. I I don't get it. I think that like a simple investigation into like past things Lego's done or just the way the internet is would have avoided a lot of unnecessary. Stupid backlash, but I'm I'm glad that they did do it. Then in that case, because well, well to be fair, the set hasn't been angry. officially revealed. It was kind of like linked uh, or leaked by a site, so we haven't even seen like Lego's full on marketing for this set yet. Uh, I thought we did. That that's what Brickset says is it was leaked from a website. Okay, I thought there was like a, a lifestyle shot of it. I saw, but I guess that could have also been leaked from the website. The website. Oh yeah, yeah, so, it was leaked from a uh, Rakuten. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I mean, but, that's all I want to say about it. Uh, if you're yeah. mad because it's women, you know, stop listening, please. But other than that, yeah. I just don't see the appeal. Yep. Uh, another set that uh, I think goes on sale, too, I just want to really quickly talk about it. I forgot about it, is the Mars Preservation... Oh, my. Preservation... How do you how do you pronounce it, Aaron? Uh, Perseverance. Oh my Perseverance, god. Perseverance, yeah. Wow, I feel stupid stupid. Um the NASA Mars Perseverance Rover. It's a Technic set. It looks so good. I agree wholly. Like I I liked the idea set from uh or sorry, Kuso, not ideas. Back from I don't even know what year yeah, that was, but they had the yeah. Curiosity I, Rover. I, and then I also had that set, yeah. The Discovery Rover from like two thousand one. That's why I like that set too. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely going to be, you know, I, I like Technic sets that are, like, branded, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i not a huge fan of Technic sets that are just, like, generic Lego, whatever, but mm-hmm. branded Technic sets I, I really like. Like, I like the Airbus helicopter, the Osprey, of course. Uh, if you know me, the Osprey is really a point of contention three years ago. But I'm, like, excited for this set. I, I'd definitely be picking this one up. Yeah, no, this, this, is, this is one I would definitely want to get. I'm trying to see how much does it cost. Uh, 95 euros only like 100 bucks that's actually like a bargain yeah that is is 1100 pieces that's that's that is a very reasonable price like that's uncharacteristically reasonable for modern day lego standards especially for something licensed yeah no exactly great set it's a great looking Uh, set i mean it it looks cool i'll probably pick it up it's a mars rover so if you don't like the look of the mars rover you're not gonna like the look of the set like that's a pretty simple uh connection to make but yeah the play functions look great Technic sets in general, if they're like well done, they're well done. And I think this one is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But so I, I think that's gonna wrap up uh all and wait, Aaron, did you have something else to say? Sorry. Uh no, I think I was about to say exactly what you were saying. Oh my so, god. So if you want to go we're, ahead, we're, yeah, we're, continue. We're, we're we're just one mind here, everybody. Um, I know. <laughs> um we're gonna go ahead and transition to our final topic and uh, this just should be a lot of fun honestly we're gonna be talking about uh, lego convention specifically brick world brick world chicago is coming up this will be my first time that i've ever gone to brick world chicago ever i've always just gone this will to be brick my Fair, second Virginia, time fairs in general uh oh, yeah so this will be set aaron's second time so he could tell you about his experience last time he was there then um right but yeah so, so we're gonna we're gonna go through some different topics talking through what brick world and all that is so aaron yeah, so I think that we're gonna we're gonna start with um, just kind of going over, you know, expectations for a Lego convention, right? Uh, I think that a lot of people listening will have already been to a Lego convention, maybe not as big as Brickworld, or you know, I don't know, they've never been to a convention. I think that the main thing to remember is that, regardless of, I guess, who you are as a person, if you like Lego, you're gonna have a great time. 
because there's there's a little bit of everything for everybody at a convention like Brickworld Chicago that's that big or even Brickfair Virginia and I'd say even like Brick Rodeo that there's enough different activities that you shouldn't be like nervous about what you're going to do I think that it's important to go to a convention with like tame expectations don't expect to like be friends with everybody instantly you know there is different personality types and that can sometimes lead to a clash but that's rare I think uh, I think that preparing for a convention if you're going to bring a build and you're traveling think about that because that's always a, a frustration is if you don't think about that I have a build for Brickwell Chicago I've made and I made it to a point where I could take the base apart into perfect sections. I could take what's on top of the base apart into perfect sections. And if I've saran wrapped it all, it fits beautifully in my suitcase. And if it arrives broken, each section I can easily repair. So, you know, just keep portability in mind, right? That That's the first thing I would say. David, Aaron, what would you I, say uh, is the first thing? Okay. I, okay. You're going to be mad at me. But I, I was just, while you were talking, I was thinking about LEGO conventions again. Specifically, there's three main conventions in the U.S. There's BrickCon on the West Coast, BrickWorld in the Midwest, and then you have BrickFair on the East Coast, right? You got the three main ones. Okay. <laughs> You're already like, what are you doing, David? Um, yeah. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, which one's the most popular? Like, which convention, I wonder, by, like, person? But then I was also thinking, what what state is the most popular state that Lego ships shop at home sets to? Like when people go to Lego.com and buy sets, what, what state in the U.S. do you think gets the most Lego set? Like what state buys the most Lego sets? Like Are you I know asking? the North American, I know the U.S. is a big market, obviously. It's the second biggest, I think, well, in it's Germany. The, it's, no, no, no. It's the first biggest, I think. Oh, it's the first size. biggest. But yeah. What, I, I mean, I think the easiest guess is, is to say California because that has the most people. Like it's Illinois. State in the U.S. But, well, do you know that? Well, I'm going to use deductive reasoning here, okay? Lego's shipping and depot in the U.S. is Plainfield, Illinois. So, I don't know but, if that has something to do with, but like, why, location. But why would that, why would that have any influence on, on what state orders the most Lego? I guess it doesn't necessarily. I mean, we can easily rule out states like, you know, like Delaware or Wyoming and stuff because they have, like, 10 people in them. But Delaware has a I, lot of people. There's more people in Delaware than there is like, you know, North Dakota. Okay, that's really not a big comparison, David. Congratulations. You compared like a, a, a hub of finance because tax haven to North Dakota. Like right, I, well, obviously it's a lot of people, but still, I think that <laughs> Illinois, Texas or uh, California to Texas probably bet two guesses just because the sheer population. There's so many people there, or New York, because I guess New York has a concentration. But New York, it's a lot of people that live in like a really small area. You know, you don't have like a huge space for Lego. I don't know. I, I may be analyzing the wrong parts of like this, but yeah, California, Texas, maybe I'd say they have a pretty large middle yeah, class. Yeah. If I had to make a guess, it's going to be between California, Texas, Florida, and New York. Those four. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to think. It's a good question. So, you know, down if you guys are watching this or listening to this on the YouTube channel for Brickscast, let me know down in the comments below. Which state do you think buys the most Lego from Lego? Uh, let me know okay. down in the comments. Interesting. Maybe I can, maybe I can yeah. get an answer from Lego soon. There, Lego is That'd actually going to have a physical pre, uh, pre, physical presence at Brickworld. Uh, that, that physical yeah, presence that. is only during the um, exhibitor days, not during the... Um, public days so you won't you won't see like lego people who work for the company during the public days so this is also a great right. advantage of being an exhibitor yeah i agree 
I think that um, to bring this back to the topic that we were talking about just a second ago, but yeah, leave your guess down below. I think that Brickworld Chicago this year is the biggest Lego convention ever or in the U.S. Because I think there's... Is it, though? Because Brick Fair Virginia is massive as well. It has, like, you know, No, so there's 1,500 registered. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you, you're there's, right, because Brick, Brick Fair Virginia yeah. has 1,200 exhibitors. So I think that that's really insane, the amount of people that are coming. And I think that it it's going to be absolutely wild. I know that they had a problem a couple weeks ago where they had to, like, accommodate more space, but they didn't, like say it that way they framed it as they need to have more space and they asked lugs to make their display smaller which is kind of ridiculous and that's just lug drama which i'm not going to get into right now or just a uh, exhibit drama but still brick world doesn't seem to be able to i don't know have this upcoming convention under control would be my outside look in i'll find out in about a week and a half or two weeks which i'm excited for but yeah i think that brick world is the biggest one right now yeah, so let's talk about preparing for a convention. So I get a lot of people that ask me, like, how do I move mocks? What do I bring to a Lego convention? And I'm coming this from, um, I'm going to be talking about this coming from an exhibitor's perspective, as and Aaron is also going to be an exhibitor. I've done both. I've been a public, you know, just go normal public hours on Saturday and Sunday. Exhibitor uh, time is usually like, it's either Wednesday or Thursday until the Sunday. So it's either four to five days versus just two days. And then it's mm -hmm. like literally the entire day of those days, by the way, where the public hours is only like six hours a day. You can be at the Lego convention as an exhibitor for like 12, 14 hours a day if you want to. Uh, yeah, that that is very true. I think that what I, what I want to really want to stress right now is like you can go in as an exhibitor if you don't know anybody. You can just register yourself as an exhibitor and have a space given to you by the convention at like whatever assigned table your mock is. So if you built a military mock or the military table, if you built a Star Wars market at the Star Wars table, right? And I think that that's all fun. But if you're able to go to this convention with friends, be it Lego friends or maybe even not Lego friends, and do the exhibit days with them, that is just like an unparalleled fun. You know, that is just like, it's so much fun. How Just being able to do stuff with your friends all the time, uh, Lego-related friends especially, is just so much fun. I think that it's really... I, I don't... The, the exhibit days aren't underrated, but I feel like they are sometimes taken for granted by some people. Not necessarily, but it's definitely... In my opinion, the highlight of the convention is the, is the private days for the exhibitors as opposed to the public days, which I understand so can be counterintuitive, but no, that's just how I feel about it. So this is the first Lego convention that I've ever flown to. I, I've flown to many conventions like Star Wars Celebration before, but those didn't require me to bring a mock or any Lego with me. Uh, in this case, for with Brick World Chicago, I'm flying out of Virginia to, uh, to Illinois, and... Um, this will be the first time I've ever had to fly with my mock. And so what I'm doing is I'm checking a bag. So I'm taking all my clothes, you know, personal items, putting that in my uh, ch uh, ch uh, uh, carry-on luggage. Uh, and then I have my camera in my uh, backpack. So I have my backpack and carry-on luggage. And then I'm going to check one bag. And the big uh, suitcase uh, that I'm going to check on the plane is going to house my mock. And uh, Aaron, is that pretty much how you're going to do it? Yeah, so actually, no. I think that putting your mock in the big suitcase is probably the worst idea. Oops. Because <laughs> unless unless it's, like, required by the sheer size, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I, I think that what a lot of people don't understand, or what you, people do understand, is that what your bag goes through at the airport, if it's not, like, you know, a massive airport, will destroy that mock. 
And I think that having it in your carry-on, you carry it on inherently removes a lot of risk. You're not throwing that bag around. You're not you're not jostling it up. I think that it it's if you can, David, I, I would not put it in your check bag. That's probably the worst idea you could have. Um, well, sorry problem, to, to break so it to I, you, but I, yeah. I, I, so the problem is that I can't reveal what I've been building. It's a specific mock for Brick World Chicago. It's not Geonosis. I'm not taking like a section of it or anything like that. It's it's specifically for this convention. Um, and unfortunately, while it breaks down, you know, I'll have to wait till I finish building it next week, but I have no idea whether it could even fit in my carry-on luggage or not. Uh, but I will heed your advice, Aaron, and I will try to stuff it yeah. in my carry-on. <laughs> That's probably the best idea. It's just like, I don't know. The the checked bag, I, I look at the checked bag on, on any trip, this isn't just a convention, as basically like, am I okay with whatever is in here being lost, stolen, and destroyed, right? Because that's how you should look at a checked bag. Because for the most part, you'll get a reimbursement from the airline for whatever gets lost or stolen if it's something like really bad happens. But I don't. I still don't want to put like my medication or my camera gear or anything oh. in that bag because like the chance Hel of it being stolen is really high. Helpful, helpful tip. I need a. I'm, I'm going to go on Amazon right now and remember to order these. Uh, but put an air tag in your luggage, especially checked bags, uh, so yes. that if they yeah, lose I have, them, I have, you I have can those track in my bags them. too. Like those are lifesavers. Yeah. It really is helpful, actually. I, I went to Finland last year, and my bag was left in, in Stockholm, and it was actually very uh, nice to be able to see my bag actually get brought to me in Finland as opposed to just, like, being worried and hoping the truck from the air, the airline arrives at the hotel at some point, right? It is. A, it, it may not be helpful necessarily, but it's definitely a huge peace of mind, and it, it really relieves a lot of stress because you could see where your bag is as it's being loaded on the plane and everything. So I, if you can afford it, it's 25 bucks. Just grab an air tag. Um, they're really, they're, they're just great to have as a peace of mind and they work off of pinging other iPhones. So they really will work anywhere, which is also super nice. It's super, it's honestly one of the greatest Apple products that exist. And that, that's like a hard knife back because how cheap it is as well. So yeah, I would get an AirTag too. I'd put that in your convention stuff. But like I was saying, check bag, look at it as something that you're okay with being destroyed, stolen or lost within reason, obviously. And then I think you'll be fine. I, I wouldn't put your mock in the check bag. I know that I, I have a friend here in Germany uh, named Simon who is building this absolutely insane mock. I mean, David, I'll show it to you when we're at the convention. It is yeah. a, like, seeing his progress updates. I think you met him at Scareback, actually. Uh, he's a German guy. Oh, okay. a, insane mocks. And, you know, he talented as, as hell. He really is a new builder as well. And he's like, his mock is so massive that he has no choice but to put it in his check bag. But he's thought about that and built the mock around fitting in the check bag, which is also a way I would do it as well, I guess. So he's made sure there's padding and secure. Just make sure your mock is secure, right? That That's kind of where I would uh, be at with convention advice for now. Um, yeah. In that regard, what do you have to add to that? Um, so in terms of breaking down mocks, I mean, this is also really important that you make a mock modular if you're flying. Now, I also drive to conventions every year. I drive to Brick, uh, Brick Fair, Virginia, which is just outside of Washington, D.C. That's a whole nother, you know, we'll, we'll probably just talk about that convention in another podcast episode in a few weeks because uh, I don't right. want to I don't want to go through the hassle of explaining how I move mocks because it's it, it will take a few minutes and um, but the simple answer is make sure they're modular make sure the the, the mocks that you're going to bring breaks down and that is the simple way whether you're driving or flying on a plane make sure it breaks down pack it securely 
uh, use shrink wrap, use Ziploc bags if it's a smaller mock, whatever, you know, get all those detailed pieces, shove them in a, shove them in a bag, put them back together at the convention, you know, you know, try your best at like containing the set, uh, even when it's, you know, split apart modularly. Right. I, and that, I think that's just a great way to leave that there. I think that the next thing we want to talk about is going to be just the general cost, right? And I think that this is definitely going to be helpful as somebody, I'm coming from Europe, David's coming from the U.S., so we can hopefully be able to provide a good perspective for anybody who yeah. would be possible to listen to this, this podcast about what their expected cost would be. So the first thing you should know, um, and this is standard for American conventions, I'm going to put a very heavy emphasis on the American here, uh, there is an entrance fee for exhibitors, so you have to pay to exhibit. Um so Which is at crazy. Brickworld, it's <laughs> that is absolutely ludicrous, and I'll get into why in a couple minutes here. Brickworld, it's a ninety dollar exhi exhibition fee per person. Uh, that includes if you like have family and you're bringing your family in and you want them to come in on private days and stuff, you will need to pay for them as well. I think that most conventions offer like a companion pass or whatever for people that just like don't get anything to do with the convention. They just get like like a cheaper entrance fee, I guess. But still, it's ninety dollars as an entrance fee, which already is like. That's a that's a big cost. I mean, a hundred dollars is not like a not not nothing to shrug at, right? So that that's the first thing to keep in mind. Second thing to keep in mind is if you're not local, you're gonna be paying for a hotel because you're not gonna be able to sleep at the convention because okay, yeah, we're not like ten, right? But uh, for Brickworld Chicago, they have a room rate with the hotel that the convention's held in, which luckily makes it cheaper. Which it comes out to, I I want to say it's it's one fifty a night. Uh, which is one not or cheap. A night. It's, no, it, but it, for that hotel, it's cheap. Yeah, if you want to be on location for the convention, you think you're going to be there for like all day, and you don't want to be driving back and forth, um, then yeah, the the, the hotel is the way to go. Right. I'm doing the hotel with Aaron because like this is what all my friends have told me is like, oh, you got to do the hotel so you can just stick around the whole time and whatever. Uh, but personally, I you know I've gone to Lego conventions all the way down to Alabama, and well, what I'll end up doing is I'll stay at an Airbnb. It's going to be significantly cheaper. I can find Airbnbs for like eighty dollars a night, which is far cheaper. Um, if you're okay sharing like a bedroom with someone's house, then it can be even cheaper at like you know fifty, sixty dollars a night. So there are cheaper options when you're you know needing a place to stay at Lego conventions. You just you know it just depends on how much you can afford, what you're comfortable with. I think that that's not a horrible idea to take away but also that um specifically for the convention we're talking about which is Brickell chicago the other options are kind of ridiculous because at, in chicago if you don't have a car you can't do anything if you're not at the convention center like you can't like it, it's highways you can't walk across well, the highway you, you can get so, ubers though like you don't need a car you can Uber i mean yeah but at that forth. point if you're, if you're ubering back and forth with the cost of an uber now you might as well pay for the hotel then like yeah, that or, that's just or, the way or, it is or just rent a car but yeah well, I mean, you got to keep in mind that you can't but, rent a car until you're 25 in the U.S. Good point. Uh, well, I'm I'm 26. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm not. <laughs> That's I, the problem. Uh, um, and I've rented many cars, and it, it's always been a good experience. But anyhow, um, but you will see, like, at least more than, I'd say a majority, three-fourths of convention goers drive to LEGO conventions, and they'll drive... I've seen people drive upwards of, you know, 12 to 15 hours to get to, like, Brookwood. Oh, that, that, that's child's play. This year... I'm driving uh, 18 hours one way. There you go. So, so it is yeah, very I'm, commonplace because, you know, of course, if you have a giant mock that can't fit in a suitcase, there's obviously your only option is to drive. Um, so right. So that's part of the reason why. Or so many exhibitors get a will private drive. jet. Yeah. You know, that that's also the option, right? Yeah, no, but absolutely. I think that in uh, other terms of costs, what you're looking at, food, 
you know, I, I, I don't know how much everyone eats that's listening to this, but, you know, estimate whatever you want. Most likely fast food will be your best choice. Uh, Chicago specifically, the options are really slim. You're going to probably be Uber eating a lot. Or if you like go out to meet, meet, eat with like some people, you know, that's probably your best bet. Hotel food is expensive as heck there. Cause if you don't know the hotel for Brooklyn, Chicago is, is the Renaissance Schaumburg, which is like the Renaissance is a super high end hotel brand. Just and find very the, expensive. Just find the local Chipotle and go there for four days. That's like twelve bucks a meal. Again, be good. But then you got you got the the twenty five dollar each way Uber, which kind of ruins that. So well, I, I don't. That, okay, you know what? I'm gonna Google Maps this convention. I'll let you know what's around it. I I could tell you right now, David. Nothing. There's We're like a find out place Aaron. that you have to walk around. It it's really badly located, which is the opposite for Virginia, which has like forty restaurants in the parking lot, which is awesome, but still. Uh, keep that in mind. Food cost, it's not going to be cheap. If you're going to be staying with friends, your, you know, your, your hard costs, which is what I would call like, you know, costs that are not variables would be, you know, hotel, flight, and registration, which if you're in the U.S., if you find a good enough flight, that's like, you know, three, four hundred bucks, if you're lucky, with a bag, the hotel, if you're sharing with friends, four friends, it's like 195, I think, a person, uh, which is not cheap at all. And the registration's a hundred bucks as well. You're looking at, you know, what's almost eight hundred bucks, probably more. So, you know, with food costs, with other costs that you don't know that you have, or if your flight costs more, you know, you're really easily at a thousand dollars for this whole convention trip, which is not cheap at all. And that that is definitely like makes you take a step back. You're like, is this worth it? Is this worth it to uh to drop what a half a month salary or or even a month salary maybe or rent on this in, in, instead and it's a tough decision to make, but also conventions are great. If you can't afford it, I wouldn't go. Uh, not because like you shouldn't go, but just because it's not worth the amount of like time you put into getting that money. I guess is what I'd say. Okay, wait. I, I would. The, there is an IKEA across the highway from the convention, Aaron. How do you cross a highway, David? There, there's a road that goes under the highway, and so my point is, IKEA. If you if you ever gone to IKEA and you gone to the restaurant, they have a lot of great healthy options that are hella cheap because they pretty much sell their food at cost because you're there to buy furniture, not buy the food. But pro tip: just walk across the uh, road, go over to the IKEA restaurant. That is, you're gonna have plenty of meals that are good, well priced and healthy, and you know, not fast food. Um, I, I, I think I just proved you wrong Aaron. I, I think you didn't because I think that you'll see in about two weeks when we're there, how hard it is to get to Ikea. I, I don't think you're understanding how like, uh, I'm looking at this. I can, you know, it's okay. I, I will even tell you what the walk time is. One second. I think that you're really overvaluing, uh, the capability to go there. But I think that. It's a 20 minute walk. It's still, yeah. Okay. One mile. I, I, a... Yeah. That's not, that's not close, David. Okay. Like, all right. Well, it's not far, but there it's not are, close. There are other options. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings, Noodles and Company. Um, there's a Wendy's. These are all like walking okay. distance. There's an Einstein. I, I, there's uh, a lot uh, of uh, stuff uh, here, uh, no. Aaron. David, I know that Buffalo Wild Wings that we went to it last year. That is not walking distance. Again, right. you're crossing an active highway. No, no, no. That's no. not like there, there's a walking path. I can I even see it. There's a literally a dedicated walking part on the bridge for people. 
Yeah. You'll see when we get there. Okay. okay. All right. It looks walking mind, distance okay? to me. All right. We'll come back. Uh, we'll have a little like recap of Brick World, and, and we'll, we'll we'll see what what was walking distance or not. Because I, I I'm not renting a car. Aaron's. I get. How are you picking me up from the airport? By the way. Uh, I mean, yeah. We, we'll talk about that privately. We're renting a car, so we have a we'll have a truck, oh. a bus, a 15 seater van. Oh my god! So well, yeah, be we'll be able to take everybody. Yes, when we like want to go out to eat, we could bring everybody. That's not a problem at all. <laughs> That's actually yeah, a good idea. I think. Yeah, I think that that should cover the cost section. I mean, just be aware, it's not cheap, but nothing in the hobby is, which is just an unfortunate tree, right? Like that's just that's the baseline, the bottom line. I'd say. I also uh, just next want to mention. Cover, well, oh, yeah, go I, ahead. I, I also wanted to mention that. Uh, so we talked about ho- hotel costs, 150 a night. Airbnb costs probably 80 a night. You know, food you're going to be spending about anywhere between 10 to 30 dollars a meal. Uh, and lastly, flight costs. I'll tell you my exact flight costs. I booked this back in January of 2023, so about six months ahead of the convention, um, and I was able to get a flight from East Coast to you know, Chicago, um, for 280 bucks, uh, round trip, which is not bad. Right. So I, I completely forgot to mention the flights too. Uh, so if you're looking at European international flight cost, uh, I'm not going to give my flight cost because that is not exemplifying at all because my flight is a ridiculous, stupid route that I'm doing out of, uh, want and not necessity. But if you're flying from West Europe to Chicago, there's plenty of nonstop options. Uh, most likely your country, if you're in Western Europe, has its own airline that has nonstop flights to Chicago or a one-stop in, like, D.C. or New York, something like that. So I would say that most likely the cost of your flight from Europe, if you book far enough out, is less than a 1,000. Uh, realistically, like, you know, six, seven hundred, eight hundred euros, that ballpark, which is close to $1,000. So if you're from the international side, you're looking at basically double that cost. So I know the international people are, of course, more rare. Last year, I, I managed to bring... Uh, four of my very good German friends. We had an absolutely amazing time, and that was so much fun. Their flights, I think, from Germany, so from Munich, Germany, were like it was it was a very good price. It was like six hundred ish euros, which that that's that's the lower end. If you can find it cheaper, you can. And if you fly ridiculously, I think I, I spoke to one of our, our our listeners about his flight plan, and he's going from England. And he has like three stops on like some discounters, and he still paid like you know four or five hundred euros, which is not cheap, but still. You made it cheaper, right? So yeah. just, you know, be be smart with your travel bookings and, and searchings, and, and that'll help, I guess. But cost is, is definitely something to keep in mind because it is not going to be, you know, less than 500 bucks for the whole convention. If you live nearby, yeah, it will be. If you can stay at your house and just go to the convention, like, yeah, you're looking at gas cost 90 bucks a day. Like, that's it. 90 bucks at the convention, sorry. Uh, Yeah, that's what I would say for that regard. The cost is definitely something to consider. Really look into it if you can afford it. And... Yeah. So if you want to quickly talk about lugs, about lugs at conventions, David, because I think you have more experience with that than I do. Well, quickly, I just want to say, like, you know, bring bring appropriate clothing. It's summertime in Chicago, so it's not that bad. Um, Or really any convention you're going to, you know, bring bring appropriate clothing. But uh, bring deodorant, for God's sake. Bring freaking deodorant. There is so many. That is a. So many people (laughs) do not put deodorant on at these conventions. And and the the Brick Fair last year, the uh, head of Brick Fair's name is Todd. He had to send a text out to every exhibitor saying to please put deodorant on. It was that bad. Yeah, it's definitely, and I'm not going to say it's everybody, right? But there is definitely, uh, well, okay, there is stereotypes in the labor community of 
what type of Lego fans smell bad and don't shower. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to affirm those stereotypes, but I'm not going to deny those stereotypes either because there is, in my experience, definitely a no lack of smelly people at conventions. And you know, it's summer, you can sweat. If you smell bad after sweating, like that's acceptable. Like you're human, that, that that's kind of how it is. But you know, just shower every day. If you're at a hotel, it's free to shower, just shower. To get some deodorant. Yeah, there, there's know. no excuses for you not to take a shower every day and to properly put deodorant on. If you can't do those two, exactly. you should be going to a convention. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're really angry. At okay, yeah. I Just be considerate of people around you, you know? If you raise your arm and people, like, scatter, maybe, I don't know, look inwards is what I would say in that regard, uh, without being too mean. Everybody uh, but, wants yeah. to not die from from smells. You want to be there to enjoy the bricks and, and smell the plastic. You don't want to smell something else. Trust me, the, the, the fact that there's, like, over a thousand people in this hall already and the fact that the hall is hot, it'll smell bad enough. You don't need to contribute to that smell, right? Like, you know, the, the smelliness of the convention is already at a level that is borderline unreasonable. So just, you know... Grab that extra stick of Old Spice or, or you know, other deodorants. Just make sure you bring it with you. That That's I, uh, really I, – I'd I, really impart that upon you as well. I use Manscaped's deodorant. It's actually very good. They're not sponsored. Is this a sponsor this segment? Like, I, 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 like, dude, I want, nice them to I want them to sponsor not even just the podcast but my YouTube video because, like, I actually do like some of their products. Like, I, I know they're, like, a common YouTube, like, trope of being sponsored by Manscaped, but, like, they actually have some good stuff. Maybe if we get some more viewers, we can actually uh, get a sponsor then. Maybe Manscaped will be the first one. That's very appropriate for – that actually be great for the convention episode. I know, right? Ugh. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that'd be great. I'll have to reach out to their marketing team. Uh, anyhow, so uh, w w oh, lugs—that's what we wanted to talk about. We we went on a little tangent there. Um, okay, so first off, uh, deodorant is very important. Yes, continue. Oh my goodness. So first off, um, <laughs> if this is your first time going to a Lego convention, I think it can be, especially as an exhibitor, you'll quickly just be like, "Where do I go?" I mean, obviously, you can. Okay, so personally. As an exhibitor, I do always recommend that you bring something with you, some type of mock, because if you go as an exhibitor as a first time with nothing, that's going to be really difficult for you to start to like make friends and stuff. By simply bringing, you know, let's say you're bringing a Lego Star Wars mock, by going to the Star Wars table, setting up your mock, maybe you can make friends with the person next to you or within the the area and be like, oh, because I think you, that, immediately, yeah. you immediately have a commonality of like, you both like Lego Star Wars. And this can apply to like military, space, uh, city, doesn't matter which uh, theme um, that you're doing. It's just by bringing a mock and it's your first time going, you don't know anybody. I'm assuming you don't have any anybody you know at this convention because I remember that with Brick Fair back in the day. I, I was like, I don't know anybody. Um, and so it can be weird. It can be strange to try to make friends. But the easiest way is simply by setting up a mock and talking to your neighbors. And you'll be surprised how quickly you can make friends with the with. The, and I think that the, a great way we can – a great way to exemplify this is that in, in Brick Fair 2021 when uh, – there was a guy named Russell. It's really a great builder. This great kid. Uh, he set up his mock at the Star Wars exhibit, and Blaine, who's the the uh, owner of Empire Lug, saw how great this mock was, and basically, like you know, told Russell, like you know, to come put it at our table instead, which is the Empire Lug table, which is at the front of the convention as opposed to the back of the convention. And with that, Russell then met everybody in Empire Lug, and I'm guessing his friends with at least a few of them now. And he comes to every convention now with Empire Lug and has like this group to go with. So yeah, if you if you can, even if it's like a small mock, just like bring a mock. And I think that'll really help your chances of making friends. 
it's a lot easier to make friends in like a community that a lot of people give credit for i think especially because you know if you're you know feeling lonely or or alone i guess at a convention there's other people that feel that way and it's a great way to to bond over commonality well like david said but yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so next is like you'll you'll notice, uh, especially you'll notice the banners that say like, uh, what, what's the Chicago lug called? I forget. Wamalug, right? Wamalug, yeah. So you'll see all these different banners that have lug within their name or at least lug somewhere on it. Uh, Empire lug is the lug I'm a part of, and so is Aaron. Um, and I love Empire lug to death, but I'm not gonna lie. If you're a first time exhibitor, lugs look extremely scary because you're like, what? What are these things? Who are these people? Why are they like all like a group? And it, it almost feels like being at high school and like you have all the clicks, right? You got oh, the, it's bad. You, you got oh, the yeah. uh, the the um, you got the football players. You got the nerds. You got the uh, the art geeks. You know, you got all these different groups and clicks, and, and it's kind of the same thing at a Lego convention. Thankfully, again because we're all here for Lego, it, it's not that hard to break into these type of groups, but it can feel very overwhelming when you first see it. There are going to be, and I think that if you'll find this in any community, not just Lego exclusively, but regardless of what community you're in as a fan, you'll find that there's going to be people who are just, you know, definition of a, like a, 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 a hole, right? Like yeah. that, that's going to, you're going to encounter some people like that. Well, it's just unfortunate but I guess that's just human nature at that point. So I wouldn't take every interaction you have as your first interaction with somebody at surface level. Now, if you consistently talk to somebody and they're just like rude to you or you don't enjoy talking to them, then, you know, there's no obligation to speak to them. But, you know, just don't let first time interactions deter you from trying to still be friends with somebody. Great example is me and David. First time I met him, refused to touch me because COVID. Second time, look where <laughs> we are, right? So always just don't be annoying which I guess that's like a lot more broad than I would want it to be. Don't be, I don't know. Don't be like shy. I don't know how else to say don't this. Don't be too shy. Yeah. Don't be shy because yeah. everyone else is shy already. So, you know, if you're outspoken, you're great. I, my first convention experience was with brick fair 2021. I didn't bring a mock, which I do regret, but I luckily knew Blaine personally. So I was invited at the empire. Like just like irregardless. And that's how I met all the people I know now. And I was very outspoken. I, I met all these great people. I, I, I feel like Lego conventions will test your ability to know sh social cues, like when when to stop talking, when to start talking. That's what social cues right. are. Um, That'll absolutely do that. This might be above the, the heads of some people, but like, you know, you, you, you'll also notice at Lego conventions that you have people who are sociable and people that are not. Um, and you just kind of got to work within the margins between all of that. Yeah, you might meet somebody who just doesn't want to talk. They, they you know, they came to display their mocks, and that's about it. And, you know, that's just, that, that's how it is sometimes, right? And if they don't want to talk, they'll make it known they don't want to talk, right? Just like, move so on just, to the next person. You'll find yes, someone. be a human. Yes, yep. that's what I would say. It, it's fun, and I think it can be a lot of fun. And, I think uh, that, you know, I, I, I was just going to say that the Brick World Chicago this year especially, like, there's at least 25 Lego YouTubers that are going. There's a ton of Lego TikTokers going. The you'll you'll almost if you're in the Lego community specifically, you follow like social channels. You'll also notice like wow, I follow or I, I follow them or I know that person from that video or TikTok or YouTube short, whatever it might be. Um, and so if you also don't know anybody and this is your first time at a convention, going up to you know, your favorite YouTuber, like if you wanted to go up to me, that's a great way to get started and just have a conversation, you know, uh, you'd be surprised where those conversations can go. Yeah, 
I think that as somebody who was not ever the YouTuber and was the person who was in the position to talk to the YouTuber, it definitely can be uh, intimidating to a point. But I think that, you know, just be confident in yourself and in, in wanting to speak to them and they'll, they'll gladly speak back to you. And I have a great example with this one as well is with Jay. I mean, I'm great friends with him now. And I just started by simply talking to him. So, you know, don't be shy. I think that's just the main takeaway is just don't be shy. Be yeah, outspoken. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing I just remembered about Lego conventions, Aaron. Um, the Okay, so when I go to conventions, obviously, you know, people in my age bracket, you know, 15 all the way up to 30 will most likely know who I am. And that's awesome. And I appreciate uh, people who follow me on YouTube. But, you know, there's plenty of people at Lego conventions that are, you know, older adults that are in their 40s and 50s. And they sometimes can bring some of the best mocks I've ever seen. And usually I always take a chance, maybe like Friday night or Saturday night as an exhibitor, you have the ability to go at night. Public uh, hours are only during the day, during the weekends. But as an exhibitor, you can go at night. Um, I specifically also like to go early in the mornings, like Saturday or Sunday, when the builders are actually present at the table. Usually a lot of people will be around their mocks on public days. Um, and I'll usually take time and spend like an